Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with Byteclear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Byteclear aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. So, Nate, as per your background on this Skype call, you have the ACC Media Days behind you, which is a good sign because we're going to be doing ACC preview for the win totals for uh, some of these teams. And we picked a couple bigger teams that we wanted to talk about the win totals. Um, I could start with the two teams that I had. I had Louisville and UNC. Um, and I know UNC is, is going to be competing to get into that ACC championship. I think it's going to be between them and Miami pretty much in that ACC Coastal Division. But their team total right now is nine and a half. And looking through their schedule, they're getting back quarterback Sam Howell, who is probably going to be one of the best quarterbacks in the country this season uh, after coming back. Probably, I mean, top five, top ten at the very least to say uh, is pretty safe that he'll be in that respect. But they start their season out against Virginia Tech on the road. That's going to be a very tough game for them. But their non-conference games are going to is is pretty easy with Georgia State. Um, they're going to have Wofford towards the end of the year. They have Miami at home. They have Florida State at home. I think it is a very realistic possibility for them to get 10 wins this season. Um, I, I don't know if I would personally bet the over nine and a half games. It's going to be very close, but it really depends on can they get that win against Miami at home? Uh, can they get the win against Virginia at home? They play Notre Dame on the road, a team that they played close with last year in the first half. Um, and then they let that game go in the second half. But I, I don't know if they can beat Notre Dame. If they if they beat Notre Dame, they're definitely going to reach 10 wins. But the schedule is set up for them to, to possibly get 10. And I think it's within the realm of possibility. And if we expect Sam Howell to make another leap in his development, he has a couple new receivers that he's going to have to work with. But this team is bringing back most of their players, the offensive line, I think, is almost 100% fully back, which is huge. Um, they have a bat, bring back their defense. And we know Mac Brown, great coach, a guy who can who can scrape away wins. So if I'm leaning towards an over nine and a half, or if I'm leaning towards a play on nine and a half, it would be towards the over for uh, for UNC. Would you rather bet them at plus 130 to win the division if you think that there's a good chance to win 10 games, knowing that kind of that Miami game could be this the swing game when it comes to their win total but instead of 100 percent yeah especially yeah. since Notre Dame won't count to con um, conference record this year maybe the the division yeah 100 percent because I mean it's going to be between them and Miami I would imagine and Miami's got like Derek King and he's coming off an injury so you don't really know how he's going to be at least to start the season um I I just think UNC has a lot more stability they have they have their coach. They have their quarterback who they know. They have a lot of returners coming back. And in a situation like that, it's hard to bet, bet against the stability. So I would – if you do think they can hit the over, if you think they can get a 10-win season, I would – I think that plus 135 is really good value to win that division because I don't really see any other team other than Miami competing for that spot with them. And I would almost say they are the favorite. They should be the favorite to, to win that division. So – I, I think that's good value, plus 135 for sure. 
Yeah, and Sam Howell looks like the, about the fifth favorite to win the Heisman Trophy, which is pretty impressive because the other yeah. favorites are quarterbacks of Oklahoma, Clemson, Georgia, and Alabama. To have a player yeah. from North Carolina, which, frankly, it's a basketball school, and it's kind of odd to see North Carolina in this position where they're the division favorite and have such a high win total just because it's North Carolina football. It's it's not the uh, yeah. not the blue blood that we're used to seeing. Uh, but Matt it's Brown not their basketball a, team. No, exactly. Yeah, Mac Brown's done a tremendous job recruiting, which I think a lot of people had doubts of at his age. Yeah, so I, I do think that the over is a pretty good play. And the over that I really like is with Louisville. And they're six and a half, I think, at most sports books. I, I think they could get eight. I, I think there's a strong possibility they get eight wins. And they had a very tough season last year. And you could blame COVID, but every team had to play during the pandemic. Every team had to play during COVID. And Scott Satterfield, their head coach, had to deal with those rumors that he was talking to South Carolina. And he had to apologize to the fan base for possibly leaving Louisville. Um, and how crazy college football is, is like, I think he said, I'm renovating my house in Louisville, so I'm here to stay which is like the only thing you'll get from college football coaches. But I do think there is a possibility they get at least they could get eight wins. Um, now, that is on the high expectation list for them. But they start the season against Ole Miss in Atlanta. It's a winnable game for them. I don't know if they're going to beat Lane Kiffin at Ole Miss. I don't think it's it's in their cards for them to do that, especially right out of the bat, uh, right off the bat. But they have an easy uh, non-conference schedule. They have a pretty easy second half of the schedule. Um, other than Clemson, they've got Syracuse, Duke, and they end at home against Kentucky. But if you look up and down that schedule, I really do think there's seven or eight wins that they can sneak out there. They were a very turnover-prone team last season. If they fix that up, that's been like their number one concentration in spring camp is fixing out the turnovers. Malik Cunningham, their quarterback, was a big uh, culprit in, in responsibility for throwing interceptions, fumbles, and everything like that. So if they can fix that up, they're a pretty solid team. They've got pretty good returners. Cunningham has the possibility of being a pretty good quarterback. So I think six and a half, they're suffering from, from recency bias with how bad they were last season. So I, I, I think that might be one of my best bets too, is the Louisville over six and a half wins. Um, and I, I think that's like minus minus one fifteen. Yeah. And Louisville, they do open, as you mentioned in Atlanta against Ole Miss. So that should always be a fun game whenever Lane Kiffin is on the, uh, on the sideline and that game is on yeah. labor day night so that monday night isolated time slot um so it'll be on prime time so that's a big big game for louisville to try to get on the the right foot and if they win that game they're a seven and a half point underdog right now uh that's over six and a half would look very good where they do have to play yeah. clemson but as you mentioned crossover games playing duke who's one of the worst teams going into the year in the coastal and they also play virginia who's at best the like the fourth best team in that that division so it's, it's kind and, of a favorable uh conference schedule outside of having yeah, the, and the big game against clemson their away games are fairly easy other than old miss which is it's an away game but it's a neutral site but florida state wake forest nc state and duke are the games they play on the road which are all four very winnable games for them um they get they do have to play clemson it's at home which at least helps them maybe have a possibility yeah. of knocking off Clemson. It's <laughs> probably not going to happen, but at least they're they're at home. They have the home crowd behind them. Um, and then, yeah, Syracuse, Virginia, Boston College. UCF might be a, a tough game, but they have UCF at home. So I think the cards all align for Louisville to to get seven wins and possibly even eight. 
I think you could actually make an argument that you'd rather play at Clemson, knowing that that's probably going to be a loss anyway. So you get like the added home <laughs> yeah. game against a team you could beat. Although going to Fair. Clemson, you can get truly humiliated and maybe your yeah. confidence is shot. Uh, but that's just kind of nitpicking on, on a reason maybe to to worry about them that Clemson probably going to be a loss anyway, and it's at home. Uh, but I kind of wonder what teams think about if like they actually rather play like in the Big Ten, would a team rather go to Ohio State and lose by 30 points instead of 20 points if they were in their uh, own backyard? Yeah, probably get the money when they're at home. So I'm sure a lot of them would rather sell the tickets when they're at home against a bigger team than anything that's, else. That's very true. Very true. Uh, so, yeah, Nate, you've got, what, three teams that you wanted to talk about? Yeah, and you can't have an ACC preview without talking about Clemson. No, minus 2,500 to win the division, minus 900 to win the conference. Their win total is at 11 and a half with a little bit of juice on the under. And the reason why there's juice on the under is because week one, they play in Charlotte against Georgia in the game that will be the most talked about and previewed game going into week one. And because it's week one, we're going to hear about it a lot in August. And as the season leads up, Clemson, a four point favorite in that game. So if they win that game, they'll look like they'll be on a good track to go a lot or 12 and 0 in the regular season, which is what the win total you're betting into. However, if they lose then you lose your win total. So maybe, I don't know. It's a little bit risky That's going tough. 11 and a half because you feel good if they win, but if they lose then you're ripping that ticket up, but it's going to be in your pending account until uh, the Saturday or, or Friday after Thanksgiving when the regular season ends. So um it's it's it depends on what you think of Clemson in, in that game and also what you think of Georgia, I, I guess, in terms of betting that win total, because after the Georgia game, it's pretty, pretty easy for Clemson. And part of the reason is because they don't have to play themselves. We talk about like ACC teams having to play Clemson, and that is like the what makes their schedule hard. Well, when you are that team, you don't have to worry about it. Uh, their cross division games against Georgia Tech and at Pittsburgh Saw an early line for that Pittsburgh game on the games of the year, and they're favored by 18 at Pitt. So maybe that could have been an obstacle at Pitt. I don't know, kind of a weird place to play. Not a traditional ACC school, but they're still a heavy favorite. And they lose Trevor Lawrence, but they get DJ Uwanyungalele at quarterback. So he was a five-star kid. Uh, we saw him last year at that game at Notre Dame, how good he was. And he wasn't the reason they lost at Notre Dame. It was their uh, defense that really struggled. So Clemson lost a lot to the NFL, but they're just replenishing that program. They're able to pay their defensive coordinator 2.5 million in Brent Venables, which really helps a lot because there's never turnover in terms of coaching, at least on the defensive side of the football. And the schedule just sets up really nicely because the arrests of the ACC Atlantic is pretty, pretty soft. So that's kind of the handicap on Clemson. They still, they replace uh, the greatest quarterback in program history with a top tier talent. And as long as Dabo Sweeney keeps recruiting, they're going to be a factor in the college football playoff race. Yeah. Never a bad thing when you pay Brent Venables that much money because he is legitimately the craziest coach in college football. Yes. He and missed believe- his kid's birth, I think, for a game. I think. Isn't his son on the team, or is that Dabo's son? Uh, I, I, I also know Kirk Herbstreet's yeah. Herb son is also on Clemson. They they have, like, 100 players, and when they're up big in games, they give, like, every kid a, a, a snap. So um, <laughs> I, I guess that's one way to try to convince kids not to join the transfer portal. 
Uh, I'll move on to Florida State, who used to be Clemson's big rival in the Atlantic, and they've really kind of fallen in terms of comparable of Clemson. And I mean, Florida State won a national title in 2013, and eight years later in an ACC, that's not very good. Their win total is five and a half. Uh, second year head coach Mike Norvell, who came from Memphis after taking Memphis to a lot of success in the AAC. A big change at quarterback, though, Mackenzie Milton, who we lost last saw on the field in the end of the 2018 season. He suffered a really gruesome, brutal knee injury at UCF. Uh, he's slated to, to start for Florida State, and they don't have much depth at the, that position. So a lot's going to be on his shoulder as, and seeing if he could master the Norvell offense, who's definitely an offensive mind. And if Florida State could kind of start their way back to relevancy, it's going to take a long time, especially just how bad they've been. And it's not as, as desirable a place for recruits anymore. So it's kind of a big season for them, I think, to get to that bowl game, which is why win total five and a half. If they can get to a bowl game, six and six for most Florida State fans might be a disappointment. But in the eyes of the odds makers, that'd be a, a great a great season for Florida State, especially if you look at their schedule. They open hosting Notre Dame uh, week Oof. one, which is I mean Notre Dame's losing a lot of production, but it's still it's still a you know a top ten team in the country. Uh, yeah. Then the crossover games are against Miami and North Carolina, which by far are the two best teams in the ACC Coastal. And then they end at Florida, who also lose lose a lot, but there'll be probably significant underdogs in this game in that game although it is at the end of the year so maybe they figure out some things but that schedule pretty tough schedule especially because they're in the same division as clemson so they're not one of the coastal teams that can maybe avoid clemson every uh or two out of every three years they have to play clemson every year they have to play florida every year because of the in-state series that's signed and this year they get notre dame because out of notre dame's uh, five ACC teams are required to play. Florida State's one of them. And then out of the two teams in the other division, you get the top two teams. So in terms of like strength of schedule, um, they're probably the second hardest schedule behind Georgia Tech uh, for me uh, because Georgia Tech has to play Georgia and they have to play Clemson this year in a cross-division matchup. So Florida State, very tough schedule, which is why I would stay away from the over five and a half, even though they still have talent. It's Florida State, but there's just a lot of uncertainty with Mackenzie Milton and maybe just some of the stuff off the field with Mike Norvell that we saw manifest last year that there might be, I don't know, some trust issues. And don't want to go too much into that because I'm not plugged in at all what's going on at Florida State. But I think it's going to take a, a, a long time. But a bowl game would be certainly a, at least a, a goal that I think – the uh, coaching shafts to strive for and people who bet over Florida state will hope that they uh, can hit that goal. A team with that big of a question mark too. It's, it's tough yeah. to confidently say they're going to hit their over because you just don't know the type of turmoil that might hit the team in the middle of the season. They might take off. I mean, they might have everything clicked, but it's tough to put your money on something like that when it's just not proven at this point with the coach and the players. Yeah, there's a lot of unknowns in college football. I'd, I'd say Florida State is one of them, and with the schedule that they're dealt, I would I would stay away. If, if they had an easier schedule, uh, I would you know maybe a buy low on a on an elite program. But if they had an easier schedule, their win total might be uh, six and a half or seven, which is where 
the second best teams in terms of win totals, highest win totals, Wake Forest and Boston College are, and a lot of that is dictated by the win totals for both teams. Uh, and then the third team I want to talk about, and it's Florida's in-state rival. They're in another division, Miami, win total of nine. It opened nine and a half, so there has been some money on the under on the U, as Ben just flashed up on the screen. Uh, <laughs> their division odds, plus 135. UNC's plus 130, so kind of a, a coin flip there. And I'm pretty I think these teams are equally matched. Uh, maybe UNC with a little bit of an edge because that game, uh, when those two teams play in October, will be in Chapel Hill. Another team with a quarterback that is coming off an injury that happened most more recently, it was De'Ara King, the Houston transfer. He tore his ACL in the Cheez-It Bowl. Uh, against Oklahoma State, so not sure really why he was playing in that game, but that's a different conversation for another another time, maybe closer to bowl season. But King did say at ACC Media Day that he will be a full participant in the fall, which is a promising sign. The problem is maybe hold him off for week one when they have to play Alabama in Atlanta. Alabama, an 18-point favorite in that game. So I could see, obviously, Miami probably will lose that game, now you have to think of how will the team rebound from that because Alabama has a way to sometimes humiliate teams, especially when you give Nick Saban nine months to prepare, eight months to prepare. So we'll have to see what happens with Miami, who's a team that always kind of has extra hype of because who they are. I remember they made that run in, in 2017, and there was like the U is back, all this stuff, and they kind of fell off, and then the next year fell off, and Mark Richt was run out of town uh, at his alma mater. So there's always a little extra hype. And at, at nine, I, I would actually look under on Miami and think they're going to lose that game to Alabama. They're going to be underdogs against North Carolina. And we kind of like North Carolina this year. So that they just have to lose another game um, for me to at least push. So I don't think Miami wins 10 games. It's, 10 games is going to beat me. I would look under, especially in a division that historically is so wide open. There was that stretch between 2013 and in 2019 where seven different teams out of the seven won the coastal division and represented the conference or that division in the ACC title game. So there's could be a game where Miami slips up against a team like Virginia tech, or maybe a, an improved Pittsburgh team. So I, I like the idea of going under on Miami, uh, especially if De'Ara King maybe is a little bit hesitant after the ACL tear and is, kind of thinking ahead of the NFL and, and they lose enough games where they're out of the division picture, conference title picture, and definitely the national title picture. Should be a fun ACC season, I think. Uh, I think you'll have a lot of the competition in that coastal division. And I mean, Clemson is going to be Clemson, you know, that they're, they're always going to be the winning team in, in that Atlantic division, but coastal will be fun. You got North Carolina, you got Miami, um, and I know, you know, Virginia is supposed to be kind of that middle of the road team, but they are always a team that could surprise you in terms of making a run. So, they, I mean, they, they're always in it, too, until they show us they aren't. So I, I think it's going to be a very fun ACC season. We might see a potential national champion come out of the ACC in Clemson, but it, it'll be a fun season for that for that conference. Yeah, I have a, a question for you guys. We talked yeah. about Nate touched on them just barely at the end. It's uh, my guy, Pat Narduzzi and the uh, Pittsburgh Panthers. Uh, do they got a chance to win the Coastal at 10 to 1? They get both Miami and UNC at home. 
So uh, I mean, Heinz Field, you know, that's that's where they play. So what do you guys uh, what do you guys got for my my Pittsburgh Panthers? Yeah, I think I mentioned them as a, a team that has to play Clemson, which is unfortunate for them. I, but I think that also maybe creates a little bit of of value if you think Miami and North Carolina aren't going to meet expectations. And I mean, Pittsburgh could go eight and four and have enough on tiebreakers, especially if they beat those two teams to win the division. So potentially they have an experienced quarterback in, in Kenny Pickett, who uh, has been at the program since 2017. So maybe there is something with Pittsburgh who have a pretty tasty non-conference game week two at Tennessee. So they'll probably teach us a lot about what Pittsburgh is. Um, not the biggest Pat Narduzzi fan though, personally, that's a guy who likes to kick field goals on fourth and goal from the two down four in the fourth quarter. And, He's done a lot of questionable things, and that's just what happens when you have a, a defensive-minded head coach in an era of football where it's uh, a lot of passing and offense and needing to score, uh, not just to win football games, but to attract talent to the school, which is not the case with Narduzzi. He was playing to cover the three and a half. <laughs> yeah, didn't they miss that field goal too? Yeah. If, if I remember <laughs> the game against Penn State, yeah, that was— and They didn't get the ball back. That was infuriating for no, I don't think I had a bet in that game. It's just infuriating that in college football, where there's so much variance, te- uh, coaches end up playing conservatively when be aggressive and, and test the test the defense, especially if you have belief in your offense and your quarterback. So that was our ACC preview. I think, Nate, you made a good point about the, the division winner. Um, I, I like North Carolina over nine and a half, but Instead of making that, probably just bet on them to be the division winner at plus 130. Um, you get better numbers, um, and and if they get 10 wins, they're most likely going to win that division. Um, and then, kind of like you said with Clemson, if you like the Clemson under for the team total or for the uh, win total, I think you just bet the Georgia Bulldogs at plus 155 for that game instead of the plus 100. That that yes. just seems like the smarter bet because that's the game they're going to lose. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I. Th- think Clemson they they'll be a double digit favorite in every game and sure they can have a slip up it's college football but that Georgia game is the is the real test and if that Georgia game was on the schedule the Clemson win total would be juiced to the over at 11 and a half where there'd be favorite to go 12 and 0 so um yeah if you want to fade Clemson there I, I think actually it's more like do you like Georgia do you believe in Georgia because we kind of know what Clemson is especially because we saw a little bit of DJ last year. Uh, But it's going to be a a question if you like Georgia. If I had to take a bet in the ACC, and it kind of correlates to Ben going North Carolina to win the division at plus 130, Miami under nine for me. Uh, If they beat me, they'll have to win 10 games, and so be it. But with the opening game against Alabama, a road game at North Carolina, and potential landmines around the way, and – they do return a lot of players, but they do have a quarterback coming off an ACL tear who we expect to be ready to play week one, but who knows if he is able to be healthy enough to do so and be able to play to his full ability. 